We're two self-care experts, a massage therapist, and a licensed professional counselor, husband and wife and parents of three, business owners and working professionals, who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional how to live through the stresses in life while learning to be their best in life. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Living the Stress Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And I'm your host, Lamar Story. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, and so this week, we are talking about what, Lamar? You versus you. Yes, you versus you. Yeah. Would your ideal partner choose you? And, and that's I, a deep, yeah, deep ahead. thought, right? So everybody always say, hey, um, you have this ideal person in your head, right? This person that you think it's going to be your mate and you have all these qualifications and things that you write down this is what you want in a man or a woman but then you had to ask yourself would that person actually choose you as well mm-hmm. um so i am did you allow for public comments on your page uh i don't know so that we can see the uh, comments up here. Uh, see, we're not able to see the comments. Make sure that you give. You gotta give Stringer permission to be able to see the comments. Um, give us just bear with us for just a second. So right here, it tells you how to do it. Um, it says follow these steps. Oh shoot! Give us just a second, y'all. We want to make sure we see all the comments coming in from each of our pages. Last time, we didn't see all of the comments because it was only pulling from one page. Yeah, I, I don't know how to do that right now. So, I'm not going to fool with that right now. So, if or for some reason, guys, we don't see your comments, just, just bear with us. I'm going to try to make sure we're looking at um all the pages lamar is gonna watch his live page and um the people who are tuning in on living the stress life live if you follow our living the stress life live page just know you can go over there if you want your comments to show up um in the um in the the show so ag said deep subject i'm so confident i really think so but that's just me always <laughs> feeling myself <laughs> So let's let's get into today's topic. Confidence is key. We have a couple of uh, uh, things we're doing different this week because some of this conversation was just inspired by some trendy topics, and one of them um, being uh, Russell Wilson and Future and Sierra situation, um, and also some other stuff we kind of seen on Facebook. So we're gonna start off tonight with a Facebook video or a YouTube video. Um, from some advice that Steve Harvey shared with someone on his show. So bear with me. I'm going to um, pull this up. Um, I haven't been really responding. So I was just wondering why he wants to keep me in his life but not commit. You want this from the male perspective? Yes. I specialize in that. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Because I've been one my whole life. Right. <laughs> See, you said the key to this whole thing at the beginning You've always wanted to be a mother and a wife. You. So, there's no doubt he loves you. He does love you. So, what do, what do men do when we love you? We try to give you what you want. So, you want to be a mother and a wife? Will you marry me? Okay, cool. So, when he proposed, you were ecstatic. Oh, yes. You cried. He, he did it the right way. He put some cry. thought in it. Huh? I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay. No, don't do that. Huh? <laughs> this is just, hey, Steve. A... <laughs> How old is he? 27. Yeah, see, he, he just ain't ready. Now, you want to know why he keeps contacting you. Because mm -hmm. he wants you in his life. How long have you all been engaged? Um, it was, well, we were engaged for seven months. Okay, cool. That's, that's short. What would it hurt you to be engaged for a year and a half? 
Samja said, before you throw this good guy away, I just want you to think for a minute what you're tossing out the window. Because it ain't going just your way. Right. He didn't say he never wanted you. He just got cold feet. He tripping. And let me tell you why he tripping. You ready for this right here? Yes. <laughs> Does he have the job of his dream? No. Hello. Right. Does he have the money saved to give you everything you want? No. Hello. Is he ready to raise a family and does he have the money? No. Listen to me. When a, until a man. Okay, this lesson is good. Women have a biological clock where women like to have certain things done by a certain age and a certain time. It's your plan. It's your business. Some of you want to have children before 30. Some of you want to be married and all that. And it's perfectly fine for you to want what you want. Men don't have a biological clock. We have a financial clock. And his is ticking and he don't have it together yet. And he does not see a way that he can provide, protect, and take care of you. He don't see the clear path. So now he got to back up. Man, what I'm going to give her? She wants this baby. What I'm going to buy him? Where we going to live? What kind of conditions we got? I, all I had on this ring, I ain't got no more money. So you got to wait. You got to let this guy catch up so he can get himself together. Because until we determine who we are and what we do, which affects how much we make, we are very incomplete as men. And if you want to sign up for that, you'll sign up for the 24-year-old Steve Hart. Right. Which should not have been anybody's husband. Because I didn't have it together at all. What you all should do is sit down, see if you all can talk it out, help support him, see if you can help him get to where he want, so you can get to where you want. That's the best suggestion. Wow, so... Me just watching that, I'm looking at it like, so if I understand this correctly, he proposed to her to get married. They was engaged for seven months. Mm -hmm. And because he couldn't give her a definite date, she called it off. It, well, he postponed it. He postponed it. The, the, from the original date. And so. And so she just cut it off. Well, she asked him to give her a timeline, like what was going on, when did she, he think uh, he would be willing to make that commitment, and he couldn't give her a definite answer. Um, and I know you about to go somewhere else with this, but initially, my initial thought is, that sounds like outside pressure on her side. Dog, when are y'all going to get married? Y'all propose y'all been engaged seven months. He don't know when he want to get married? I don't know. Maybe he don't want to get married. That's probably what she was hearing. Now she on Steve Harvey crying, because and this dude's still reaching out to her. I, there's a lot of context missing. I mean, we're making the assumption, and Steve's making the assumption that um, the guy bagged out of the wedding because he has cold feet. But we really don't know what's going on. And that the the part of the the uh, clip that I really want to focus on doesn't really have to the do. The said typical. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to do with necessarily that situation. It has more so to do with the advice or some of the uh, some of what Steve Harvey said. And what he highlighted is that women and men we just set up different. And I think this is a good starting point when we start talking about choosing your ideal mate, and when we start talking about are you the person um, to attract the type of mate that you desire i think you have to look at just the way women and men are built he said that men um they're on a financial clock women we have a biological clock and i think it's important to really focus on that because i know uh, for myself personally and i don't know how many other women feel this way i've always known at at a young age that I wanted to be a wife and a mom. I knew mm -hmm. that at a pretty young age. It could be the way society, you know, uh, conditions us to be. It could be a number of things. But I think women in general, we live our life by making plans. We create a plan, a master plan, and we kind of... Um, take on different tasks or accomplish different things 
um, based on whatever our overarching goal is for our life. And there's a timeline that we have for certain plans. And this is interesting you say that because I never thought that I would be married at 24. Yeah. Like, I honestly never saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, you know, so the movie Boomerang with Eddie Murphy, that was like one of my favorite movies, right? <laughs> Boomerang and Thin Line Between Love and Hate. So I used yes. to want to own a club. And then in my head, I was like, I'm going to own a club. I'm going to be partying. I'm going to be doing this, that, or whatever. And next thing you know, I'm married at 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen that coming. Like, I didn't either. I didn't either. I've never seen that coming, y'all, for real. But I, So, like you said, y'all on the biological clock. We on the financial clock. I'm like, Leontoine said, uh, said women are more than more mature than men. I think we do mature faster than yeah. men. <clears throat> and I think that when you look at that, if we look at the fact that women set these goals and they kind of identify a lot sooner what they want for their lives and everything has to fit within that plan... I think you can look at that situation specifically and say the reason why this man and this woman's relationship could potentially break up is because when she asked for, hey, let me know what your timeline looks like. If this timeline is too fast, that might not have been a deal breaker for her. But when he when he couldn't come up with a, a specific deadline, say, hey, I, I think we just need to take, you know, at least another year he just was like, she was just like, that don't fit within my plan. And it could have been outside pressures. It could have been like, what is people going to think if this man don't want to marry me at the designated date? We done send this, you know, uh, what's those? Um, Invite. Set the dates. Uh-uh. Oh. You know, you set, you send out set the dates before you send out uh, actual invitation. We done sent out, sent out these set dates or we done sent out these invitations. And so people are going to be looking at us real crazy when we don't, you know, jump the broom at this specific time. And so um, I think that I want to kind of take the time to talk about that right there. Like, did that resonate with you as a man? Him saying men live their life according to a financial clock and that we think about when we find the woman that we want to be with or the partner we want to be with, that men think about Am I able to provide her the life that I want to provide her? Am I able to provide? Uh, yeah, because we're, we're told that we're providers. Mm-hmm. Right? So sometimes we do stuff because we don't want to lose a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We'll go ahead and propose maybe too early. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. But at the same time, in the back of our heads is how do we take care of you? And then if it's children involved, how do I take care of you and these children? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's always in the back of our head because that's that's what we want to do. And if they if we feel like we don't have enough money to do that, we don't have the right status, we don't have the right things in place. I don't, I live if I live with my mama. Mm-hmm. What I look like proposing and and I live with my mama. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I think it's pressure on us from you guys to be like, hey, what, what kind of moves you going to make? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Leanne Torn said, I always wanted to be married with a family, but being able to provide scared me, being that I never seen a man provide other than my grandfather. Wow. Wow. That's deep. I think that when we start talking about, you know, before you can even get to setting what it is that you want in an ideal mate, I think you have to consider um, how men and women differ. You know, we've talked about this on the show in, in the last previous episodes that men and women, we are just built up different. The way we approach life, approach problems, the way we perceive ourselves, it's, it's very different. And so, you know, a lot of times we start wondering why um, when we start looking for somebody, we can't attract a certain type of person or why things aren't seeming to go well. But you have to understand just basic biologic and basic physical physical. Physiology? Physio- no, not physiology. Bi- biology. Basic mm-hmm. biology is men and women. We just, the way our brain processes is different. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I think when I asked you, when I proposed to you, you already had a dress and stuff picked up. First of all, I be trying to put me on blast. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. First of all, how you even know I was going to propose? Because <laughs> I knew. I knew. But see, that's the thing, though. That's how we different. I didn't even know. You know what I mean? So it's like, how you, how you had know? You the ring. No, I'm talking before that, though. It sounded like you had already had I picked my dress out the day before you proposed to me. Oh, okay. Y'all, see, y'all how he be trying to put me on blast. <laughs> This ain't about us, though. This ain't about us. <laughs> so, I got another clip. And so, this other, this next clip is going to really talk about things. We, we talked about a few weeks ago. Hold on, ago. before you go to the next clip, though. Okay. I do want to kind of... See, there's some hidden subtlety things that's in this clip that, um... That... Me too. Of course, does not see it. Mm -hmm. Right? So, the guy, she waited seven months. They were engaged seven months. She didn't say that they was having issues in their relationship. No, he, she said that he wanted to postpone That's it. That's it. He just wanted to postpone the wedding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can have all these outside influences. Mm -hmm. You see people around you getting married. They got these big weddings. Boom, boom. They they spending twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on a wedding. And a, uh, uh, what's the thing that come after the wedding? Honeymoon. The honeymoon. They spend all this money on this stuff. And this guy, depending on who her circle of friends are, he's he's probably thinking to himself, how can I compete? In it's the video, in the video, she said, he's still contacting me. Mm -hmm. So my problem is, what's wrong with you? That you want to call, you want to say, you know what? We ain't married yet. We've been engaged seven months. And we hadn't gotten married, so I'm going to just say, you know what, forget it. This dude's still reaching out to you, though. Okay, but that, okay, I understand that. But you 27 can, years old. You can also see from a different perspective, um, uh, Leanto and I said facts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from a, the other perspective, <laughs> the other perspective, let's just look at it from another side. If you think that your relationship that. is solid, and then a man says, after he proposes, after you, he communicates, hey, I want to take my relationship to the next level. Then he says, I want to hold off on making the final step to making this relationship permanent or whatever. Um, and she says, okay, cool. How long are you thinking? And he's just like, I'm just not sure yet. From another perspective, that could cause you to feel like, did he change his mind? Is there someone else? Despite what that person says, yes, you we're assuming that relationship may not have been solid or it could have been solid. We don't know. There's so much context missing to be able to really dissect that situation. But it's very possible that here it is, you thinking you about to marry the man you want to be with and that y'all relationship is good and then he says I don't quite want to make this step. I'm I'm confused. The reason I'm confused is the name of this is you versus you, right? Um what happened is Jessica Rapper said some call that sh that uh Shelby. It's called you versus you. To me it seemed like she was versus herself. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? It's like come on, you got a man willing to marry you ready to marry you you hadn't mentioned any big things like oh he's out there cheating or whatever you hadn't mentioned any of that mm -hmm. he said sip okay let's say he did see something mm -hmm. he might have seen something in you that was like hold on let's slow it down mm -hmm. but like steve harvey said why don't y'all go sit with somebody and talk it through but you just called it off and to me a person that just called it off like that if you got a good relationship he may have seen something in her that's it possible. may be something wrong with her. They're like, hold on. Why you want to just call this off all of a sudden? I just said, hold on. Let's take a step back. It might be some financial stuff or whatever. Let's just take a step back and wait a minute. We haven't been engaged seven months. Leanne said, did he give her a date or time frame or when he wanted to postpone the wedding to? No. no that, that was, was Latia. Latia said that. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, No. That was the big deal that he didn't give her a time frame. And because he didn't give her a time frame, she called the wedding off. Again, I'm not disagreeing. This is called You Versus You. And it is called, the, the title is called You Versus You because it's really about are you the person 
that is demonstrating certain characteristics for the person that you want to attract. So it's an introspective view of what you're asking for. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But I think what was important for me in that clip is because there is no context, the therapist and me don't want to get caught up in the details of the this particular person that's saying um, that he's giving advice to. I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was about what Steve said, that women and men are different. And he was telling her, you need to recognize that. What questions are this man is this man dealing with? And when she when he asked her specific questions like, does he have the job of his dreams? If you were to start a family, can he take care of you? And she answered no to all of those things. And he was just telling her, men and women are set up think, uh, different. This fits within your timeline for your overarching goal for your life. But does this timeline fit within who within this man's plan how he wants to start a family and how he wants to be when he engages in a relationship and start starts a family and i think that that is really a a great starting point when you start talking about choosing an ideal partner is how does this person's plans for their life fit with the plans that you have for your life which brings me to another clip hold on lee antoine said some men get bullied into marriage I think that's true, Leon. So I got bullied. <laughs> I got bullied, Leon. I got bullied. That is a lot. <laughs> y'all listen to Lamar's no, story if y'all kidding. want to. All right, let's let's get to the next clip. And um, you know, we took our time. I was with somebody else. She was with somebody else at the time. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because our co-stars knew before we did. Really? Um, they yeah, they all they all knew before. They all knew before us. And, you know, after season two, I think, we made it official. And, uh, but we took our time, you know, because I, we both knew how precious that was. And um, I actually went to therapy for eight months before I made the move to ask her out. Because, you know, we all grow up in different ways and there's trauma and there are patterns that evolve. And, and I fall, I'd fall into patterns that I sort of, noticed through my relationships in my 20s and i didn't want to uh bring that garbage uh to this relationship that i thought was going to be really special so so i went to therapy and and i addressed some of those issues uh, to make sure that i was right so this is um this is is something that um i think is a a good segue um where are y'all able to hear that yeah. No. Um, oh, she said it's not it wasn't clear. clear. I'm sorry about that. So, okay. So, I'll recap what Boris Cujo was saying. So, basically, in this clip, um, he was being asked about his relationship with his wife, Nicole Ari Parker. And he was saying that when they met and he started to recognize that um, this person is was special to him, he did some self-evaluation and recognized, hey, there's some things that I'm still dealing with just from my past, you know, just from my life experience and past relationships, and I'm making a decision to go to therapy. So he went to therapy eight months before he seriously pursued a relationship, a serious relationship with his now wife. And they've been married, I don't know, they've been married for a while. See, that, that speaks a lot to me, right? First, this dude... Okay, they both were in relationships prior to them getting together. And he figured, like, man, something has to be deep here because I really like this woman. It sounded like they fell in love on set. They did. So whatever they movie or show they was on, they fell in love. On the right? set Soul Food when, he, when um, that series was coming out. What's oh, okay. going on? So they fell in love on set, right? So this dude went to therapy for eight months before he decided to pursue her because he said he didn't want to bring any garbage into this relationship. Do you know how deep that is? If you see somebody that you really like and you don't want to mess it up that bad that you decide, you know what? I'm going to go to therapy first before I approach her because I need to make sure I'm straight. Mm -hmm. I I need to make sure I'm not bringing in garbage from my past relationship 
on to this next relationship. So when it goes back to the topic of you versus you, he did some very introspective things before he decided like, hey, this is the type. First of all, I'm going to go back to this because the reason the way we got on this topic, I seen a clip that Boris Kojo um, posted on YouTube somewhere. And he, the guy was asking him about some relationship advice. And they asked him, uh, how did you find the perfect woman? So basically he said, right, get a pen and paper, write down everything on the list that you want your perfect woman to be. Write it down on the list. All the attributes, the characteristics and everything that you would like to see in your perfect woman. Right? And then ask yourself, would she date you? I was like, wow, that's deep. And that's how we came up with this topic today. He said, write down this whole list, because we all had this list, right? Then ask yourself, are you the type of person that she would date? Yeah, and I think... And he had to make himself the type of person that she would date. So he decided to go inside himself and make peace with himself, whatever garbage he had in the past. Before he moved on and pursued this relationship. And it's, it's quite funny because his wife said she had the same experience. That she, when she was praying and asking God about um, sending a man her way, God told her to make a list of everything she wanted in a man. And um, then he flipped the script and was like, do you possess the characteristics to attract the type of man that you just said that you wanted? I, Clem said, that's heavy. Yes, I agree. Jessica said, yep, because sometimes we are the problem and our own worst enemy. Become what you want. Tanisha said, that's so deep. It saves so much time and drama and unnecessary pain, frustration on both people. It's the best way to have a healthy relationship. And I agree with you. A lot of times, we, me and Lamar did a podcast a few weeks ago. Y'all go check it out. You can find it on our YouTube or you can find it on your um, podcast player. Um, called uh, marriage perspective or ma marriage mindset. What you need to do before you uh, before you enter into marriage. And I think a lot of times we go into relationships with so much baggage. We we say this is what we want, but then we really don't possess characteristics um, that attract the type of person that we want. And I'll give a good example. Some you know, I know some people who have been in relationships where they're dating someone who is like a spiritual leader and they they feel like their life calling is church ministry, right? And they're attracted to a person who is driven and and who is rooted in who they are and has great spiritual uh, principles or a, a great spiritual foundation and so they're attracted to that and they pursue a relationship with someone and during that relationship they make they make some compromises but the reality is sometimes those very people who are pursuing these type of uh, partners they don't want to be a person that go is compatible with someone that's in ministry. They still want to go out to the club. They still want to, you know, be walking around with they duke hanging out or whatever. And it's they just duke? yes, what they do. They <laughs> I heard that word is so low. And so they duke out. You here, you are <laughs> pursuing a relationship with someone who says, "This is who I am. This is the life I'm pursuing." Yeah. And because you love God, and because you have your own spiritual foundation, it's like, "Oh, we both love God. We both, you know, we're both spiritual minded." But his his future is being in ministry. Your future is attending the ministry. Those are two different lifestyles. <laughs> and so I think sometimes we don't really evaluate when we're making this list of what our ideal person. I want somebody that, you know, loves God. I want somebody that, you know, has strong spirituality or strong faith. Then and you had to turn it around and look at yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You want a spiritual leader. You want somebody to do that. Okay. What if the guy you end up meeting, like Tiffany just said, what if he's the pastor of a church? Are you ready to be a first lady? Are you ready to have a leadership position in the church? My first lady said she didn't sign up to be a first lady. 
she said she went about that life. Yeah, she did. You know, but it's exactly it's like take account of what you're looking for. Turn the mirror around. Look at yourself and say, is this person or will this person be attracted to me? And then that's when you need to go inside and be like, you know what? In order to attract this person, I need to do some change into myself. Yeah, because it, even if y'all are not, the goal ain't to be the same. The goal is to be compatible. Right. Lamar and I are like night and day. We yes, approach uh, things so differently. Yes. We don't agree on a lot of things. Mm -mm. But at the end of the day, we're compatible when it comes to so many things. And it's because when it comes down to our core values, the things that matter the most, we are aligned. You know, for those of you people who grow up in a church, the Bible said don't be equally yoked. And a lot of times we think unequally that means, yoked. yeah, don't be un oh, yeah, don't be unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we just make the assumption that that means, you know, don't marry a man who don't believe going to church. No, it means core values. It but was something you said earlier when we were discussing this. And you said that... Um, you should consider a man's intellect. Are you going to get into that later? I'm about to get into okay. that list. Okay. Uh, so, um, there was one more clip. I don't think y'all were able to hear it. So, I'm just going to, I'm going to paraphrase the clip. Um, so, Lala Anthony was doing some type of live. That's right. That's right. They, they heard the first one, though. Yeah, but I'm thinking is they was hearing it through the microphone. Okay, I'm gonna try to play this and y'all let us know if y'all can hear it or not. I'm gonna try to try this one more time. Can we see their comments though on this one? Yeah, I can switch. I can switch back. Let me ask you this. Let me just before I go. Let me ask you this. What What is your response when people ask you what was the prayer? What do you say? Uh, oh that's all God. people want to know. You be acting like you don't hear people asking you the damn question. What was the prayer? That's what they want. Uh, I thought it was going to play through um, 
through the computer and it's playing through our microphones and that's what y'all are hearing and Lamar's speaker is not it's not up to par so I apologize we should have used we married it. that's our speaker I'm blaming him mine. <laughs> Anywho, but basically, yeah. he in, in this video, Russell says a lot of people ask Sierra about what was her prayer to get him. Like we done heard that. Like what's Sierra prayer? What she? What prayer did she pray to get uh Russell Wilson? And he was like, well, rarely do people ever ask him what prayer did he pray to get Sierra. And he look, was, this going to like what Lee Antoine said. Most good guys get put on layaway, so now they petty. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna disagree, but what Russell said was there were five, he made a list when he started really recognizing he was tired of being out there playing the field. He was ready for a serious relationship and to settle down. He made a list of um, his non-negotiables, and he had five things were, that were non-negotiable. That meaning that. These are the things a woman had to possess for him to really seriously be in a relationship with her. The first one was he wanted a woman of faith. Um, the second one was he wanted a woman that was faithful. A third one was that he wanted a woman that was independent. Um, he wanted a woman who loved him like his mom loved his dad when he was on his deathbed. And he also wanted a woman that uh, tilted the room when she walked in, meaning mm. that you know, all eyes are on mm. her or she demands the room or wow. commands the room when she walks in. Mm. And one of the things Lala said is in the interview is that those prayers were very similar to the prayers that she was praying with Sierra. And Sierra was emphasizing, I didn't just say a single prayer. It was prayer after prayer after prayer. But one of the things she said was you have to believe it. You have to speak it. You have to believe it. Um, you have to oh name it, believe it, and um oh dog, I don't forgot it that fast. But that's what she was basically saying. You gotta not only do you have to see it for yourself, you have to believe it and you have to speak it um for that thing to come into an existence. And so it's really interesting how when two people are both in a place where they made a decision to do work on themselves because I've seen multiple interviews from Sierra. She was just talking about the place she was in. She found herself as a single mom and never envisioned that for herself. Both of them came to a place where they were very serious about identifying what they wanted in a mate and then positioning themselves to be in, in the right place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to receive that person when they came along. And I just thought that was really, really good because when we're talking about attracting an ideal person, our, our ideal mate, you got to be ready. You, you got to be in the right mindset to get the person you really want. But I also want to just break down how, let's, let's just talk about how you even start to identify if somebody's compatible because i think that's where a lot of people are struggling they invest in people who are not worth investing in and they don't know how to go about um narrowing down their list or narrowing down if that person and the list is what we found cup and common in our research yep. right so we looked at celebrities right and we was just we we did celebrities because a lot of times, that's what people have in common. They're, like, they're accessible know these to people. all of us, yeah. And what we found is that they all prepared a list of what they were looking for. And I think sometimes we just kind of go out and find what we find. You know what I mean? But these people actually prepared a list. And Boris Kojo, um, in his um, explanation, he actually prepared himself for the list, Right. And these other people have a list of characteristics that they're looking for. Meaning that they were intentional. They were intentional about saying, what do I want and what do I not want? And I think that's a lot of times what we don't do. Like people out here just dating. We out here just, you know, I felt a, a immediate chemistry. You know, it was just an attraction. Mm, when you're 35, 40 years old, do you really want to just be going off of straight animalistic pheromones? Like, do you want that to be your barometer for if somebody is the right person for you? Intentionality. It, that, that's the key to being able to weed out who's compatible and who has potential to be a lifelong partner and who doesn't. And so, let I have a list. And my list 
for this week consist of... You got a list for the week? Well, for this week's discussion. Oh, I'm about to say, hold on, nigga. You playing on switching niggas or something? <laughs> First of all, scale that back, sir. I love this man. So, yes, sir. So, I was looking at just doing some digging around and like, what are some things that people can do when you start trying to figure out how to identify if a person has potential to be a life partner. There's a couple things to keep in mind. The first and foremost thing is Lamar made this statement that he'd seen on Facebook that was so profound to me. And I need to pull it up because I don't want to I don't want to fudge this up. You sure I didn't make it up? Um, now I'm sure because you Those know you, profound mm-hmm, you say you saw on Facebook <laughs> it says who you choose as a mate is going to be your greatest investment yes a lot of us people understand wow. investment yeah. right we understand about the importance of when you invest in real estate making a good decision and knowing all the variables and and, and what the market looks like and what your budget should be and all of this other stuff. We understand that when it comes to going to college and the career you choose and how much student loan debt you can get for the type of career that you're pursuing. Like we understand investment when it comes to money. But honestly, your greatest financial investment, because who you marry is also is going to impact your finances. But Not only your finances, but it's going to impact your life. Your life. Your livelihood. The rest of your life. Right? So the person that you engage with, sometimes you may look at it as a momentary thing. And what if a child comes out of that momentary situation? What if a disease comes out of that momentary situation? Right? So who you choose to invest in your time and energy into will control the rest of your life. So if we start looking at our mates and the people that we choose like that as investments, then I think we can start saying, we can start resetting our mindset and choosing our life partner. Yeah, like we know when we come down to our money, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. So... Look at the person that you're pursuing or that you're looking to join yourself with as an investment. If if they are not marriage potential and your goal is to be married in, in a stable, lifelong partnership and relationship. Why are you entertaining them? Why are you entertaining them? I don't have yeah, time it can, to waste it can my be time. fun, right? It can be like, oh, I'm just having some fun right now. Blah, say, blah, blue, say, blue. But at the same time, oh, ba-doop, ba-doop, ba-doop. <laughs> but at the same time, you're wasting time. Not only that, because the power of social media, a lot of people, and not to say you don't have to live for everybody else, right? I seen a, a social media post earlier today. And the guy was talking about how a lot of these celebrities take pictures with all these different dudes, right? They take pictures with all... and. Of course, we make assumptions that, that they're sleeping with all that they sleeping with all of them. They may not be, and they're not just taking pictures. They then he talking about taking pictures when they in a relationship with all these yeah dudes. with all these different different dudes. But that Mister Perfect might be on the side looking at her like, I ain't got time for that. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we have to be intentional about what we actually put out there to the world as well. We live in the era of social media. Why do you have to post your boyfriend every second or your every different boyfriend or girlfriend that you have? And most of the time it's women because dudes just don't post like that, from my experience. Generally speaking, I don't think guys post like that, right? Mm-hmm. But you cause people to look from the outside. You could have somebody pursuing you that you don't know. Or interested in Interested in you. They could be Mr. Perfect. could be your person, Right? Um. You yes, you can have a lifelong relationship absent a marriage, but that could be your person, right? So that person outside is seeing all of this on social media and change their mind. It's like you know what, either something is very unstable about her, <laughs> you know, and, and usually you are the common denominator. So they look at you and say something is very unstable about her. Oh, okay, the comments are showing up now. Yeah. Uh. Leantoine said, and stop comparing yourself to entertainers. Yes. Yes. Stop comparing yourself to entertainers. I think we use entertainers for the sake of this because 
this is someone that's familiar to most people because they're in the public eye. But stop trying to model your, your relationships after these entertainers because they are just people. They are just human. But I want to kind of get to uh, back to what I was saying is the first thing you need to establish is that who you spend your time or invest your time in is going to be your greatest investment. Whether you decide to have a lifelong relationship or partnership with them or that partnership is to lead to marriage, which I ain't even going to get on because I think, you know, if both people agree that they don't want to be married, but they want to live their life together for the rest of their life, that's Open on them. Yeah, open understatement. But I also think that there is something there that is underlying when people can commit to one another their whole life but don't want to make it official. Oh, no. I feel like labels change things. A lot of people do. Personally. Like, like, have y'all ever seen the show, uh, what's this show? Married at First Sight. Yeah. You got two complete strangers that get married on the day that they meet each other. Devil, we ain't about to let and you in. Hold on now. <laughs> So they get married on the day they meet each other, right? And we'll have sex that night just because they're under the title of marriage, right? You know, I'm, and I looked at that show when we first started walking. I was like, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. It's like, well, we're married. I'm like, yeah, but you won't be in like 10 days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like. And this person's a stranger. A complete stranger. You know nothing about them. And they're like, well, we're married. Then they have these so-called experts that say, well, they're married. So whatever they choose to do. I was like, sometimes the title of marriage could change things for the better and for the worse. Yeah. Because uh-uh. sometimes marriage means the game has ended. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got this person. We're married now. The pursuit, I don't have to no longer pursue this person. Right? I don't have to date this person. I don't have to, at, you know, do these special things that I was doing to get this person. That's true. As soon as you jump over that broom... It's like you jump straight down over that broom, straight down into a volcano, and everything go to hell. You know what I'm saying? And it's sometimes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so sometimes I feel like the term marriage itself can uh, dilute what the relationship is, is really about. That's true. So let's talk about some things that you can do because this is the ultimate, uh this this is the ultimate goal of today's conversation is how do you put yourself in a position to um, know if the person that you are trying to pursue is compatible with you or you're compatible with them? Like, if you want to really hear about making yourself suitable for a relationship, go listen to our marriage mindset. And that, it, I mean, if your goal is not marriage, even if it's just a lifelong partner, that podcast is still a good podcast because we just talk about some necessary self-work that you need to do. This conversation ain't about that. It's really evaluating compatibility. Um, and so the one of the you things you got for the people, Tiff. <laughs> one of the things that I liked when I uh, you know, when I was kind of just doing my homework for the podcast was find someone that you connect with easily. That should be a given. But sometimes people will force themselves to be in a relationship with somebody because of who they think that person is. It's just like, well, you know, a lot of people say he a good dude. I, you know, I see that he, you know, he got this certain status. He does this and he's a member of this church and I see him out and about. He a good dude. So you try to um, drum up some chemistry with somebody. That's unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? If you got to work that hard to just connect with someone, that's disaster from the start to me. And you see that a lot. In Birmingham, you got a lot of partnerships, right? They're not really genuine relationships. They don't really like each other, but they see that they're both aiming for the same thing and together they can get there together and they they just got something that works for them. You, you know what I'm saying? How you know? Because I be knowing. Okay. Well, <laughs> he says a whole lot of situationships out here in Birmingham. <laughs> the next one is... I identify a potential person partner that has the same interest. I think that's really, really important. And I think sometimes we don't do enough digging when it comes to that. Like, you know, if I just think about myself personally and um, Lamar, I think 
we were so young when we started dating that we really didn't get to know each other and what our interests were until we were like really deep involved in a marriage. And so I think it's really important. We learned a lot about each other in the friendship phase. We did, but people evolve over time too. And I think when we learned each other, we thought we were adults and we were at the beginning of adulthood and who we really were. And what we were really interested in and and what we wanted to pursue kind of evolved a little bit more when we came out of college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So identifying somebody whose interest is similar to yours is really important. Like if it's a real big deal to you that the guy you're dating isn't really into video games and sports, which is a real big one. Because we got some men out here in 2021. Women too. Um, that are serious. I'm not talking about sports right now. I'm talking about like like, gamers. Yeah, serious gamers. And it's like spending a lot of time playing video games. I, that's fine if you going to work and doing other stuff. But it's only fine to a certain extent. Like, if you spend all your free time playing video games or watching sports, that that ain't much of a person. I mean, unless it depends on their mate. If their mate is a gamer or a sports person, then... Yeah, but if they're not, then... Yeah, then that becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. So, that's something. This one is the one I want to talk about a little bit, is identifying or considering your partner's intellect. And when I saw that, I was just like, what they mean, intellect? But not intellect. When she first told me about that, I laughed. I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really want to partner with somebody that you can't hold a conversation with. You know what I mean? So, you at doctorate level and they're still, you know, GED level. It's like, you know, they can can cause some problems. Yeah. You know, like, you might have that all that animalistic chemistry and everything and y'all get along really well there, but then you cannot hold a conversation or you can't bring them around your friends or family or, or vice versa and it's that can cause some issues there what were you going to say about that yeah but this wasn't focusing on it from that perspective it actually was focusing on it like if you're a person who uh, likes to like you're you love to be around people and love to talk and you're real outgoing but you have somebody who's more of an introvert who really doesn't have to talk much who really doesn't you know, they don't really like engaging, right? Then that could be an issue when you start trying to to be in a relationship with someone because now you don't want to take them to the to the family. Uh, I mean, to the to the work event. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't want to take them around your friends because they're awkward over there in the corner. Y'all over here bubbling and having fun, and they like. You know, it gets really weird. Yeah. But I think intellect is important. Like, you got to be able to have a conversation with someone or engage with someone who is on a similar playing field, right? I'm not saying if you in finance, that person has to be in finance. But I'm saying that if you have had some type of life experience where you've gone off to college or you've traveled and done all these things, and then you got a person who's never left a five-mile radius of their neighborhood. They grew up in the same neighborhood. They only eat at the same restaurants. Like, I know people who grew up on the west side of town had never been to the Galleria Mall. You know what I'm saying? You was just like, Hoover? Like, you live in Bessemer and you ain't been to Hoover? You know what I'm saying? It's like, how? It's like literally 10 minutes from your house, right? And where are you shopping in Bessemer? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, what department store you got access to in Bessemer? Like, current day anyway. I mean, back in the day, we know it was a lot more shops and malls and different places. But intellect, somebody... Flea market used to be jumping. I don't know why. <laughs> Me and my mama used to go to the flea market every Sunday. I do not like the flea market. With them boiled peanuts. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Make... We did. I enjoyed that every Sunday. I thought this was a good one. Take a trip with somebody. And at first, I was like, take a trip? Yeah. But I think this one is really, really good. So all the single folks, listen to this one. Because when she told me this one, I was like, wow. So basically, guys take y'all out on dates or vice versa. You know, these days, I guess girls take dudes out on dates. But um, y'all out on a date, so y'all are dating. So these dates might last a few hours and then boom, y'all back in y'all separate little spaces. 
But if you take a trip, you can learn a lot about a person if you take a trip. Because here's the thing. When you're dating someone and y'all are going on dates, like y'all hooking up for two or three hours at a time. Right, going out to eat, going to listen to music, y'all y'all chit chatting on the phone after work or whatever. You're learning about a person slowly. But it's another thing when you actually go and spend a few days with a person. Or yes. And on the way. So you in the car, y'all might be driving six to eight hours wherever you're going. What is that conversation like? Mm-hmm. Are they constantly on their phone? When you're at the trip. If they get phone calls and they got to step out to take the phone call. Or they ignoring every call. Or they ignoring every call. Yeah. Like, hey, your phone blowing up over there. Yeah. That's when you really get to know a person. Or they might snore. They feet might stink. <laughs> you be like, whoa, what is that smell? And women, we are real funny. I'm just being honest. Like, it's real when you hear comedians make joke like, uh, what, what was it, D-Ray Davis that was talking about how um, women be like, why are you breathing like that? Yeah. Stop breathing. Like, we start noticing little stuff like, why he chew like that? Why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why his knees touch when he, when he walking? Like, we'll just start getting aggravated by little stupid stuff yeah. when you are on our nerves. But that's important because if you're a person who sounds bother you or you're a really neat freak, then you go out of town and you realize this dude just step out his drawers and keep walking or, you know. Oh, he got stains in his drawers. You be like, this dude mm. wipe his butt. Right. Mm. <laughs> TJ said, I know people personally. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. He said, I know people personally that have no desire to leave their city. That's deep. What if that? You a person that like to travel. That's yeah, y'all, y'all dating inside the city, but, you know, when you talk about going to Chicago, they like, all right, you go ahead. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, all of those things. You have to take into account. Yeah, but I think taking a trip down the road, it really it goes to show, like, can you be in the same place with somebody hours when it's just you and them in a confined space? Or how? what type of behaviors do they um, demonstrate or how are they moving when y'all are out of town? I thought that one was a really good one. I was dating this girl one time, and I was in the car with her, and we was headed to Tennessee, and she couldn't drive. I was like, this girl cannot... <laughs> Drive. <laughs> you trying to talk about me? No. Oh. <laughs> I like this girl can't drive. Like she kept, man. That joke got on my. <laughs> that joke got on my nerves, man. She kept hit the gas pedal, go like she go. Uh, uh. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know somebody. I, I had to break up with her, cause I ain't playing. It's no, so you funny. can't even drive. Let me out. I know somebody who broke up with somebody because he had lady hips. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't see that when she was dating him? No. Nope. Didn't see him until they decided to go out of town and they went to like a pool or whatever and he had lady hips. I know that's messed up. <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway. They had them all. Uh, what's that singer name? John Legend Hips. <laughs> Okay, another one is make sure it's someone that have um <laughs> make sure that if 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 you're dating someone that you have enough differences that if you're unable to go out you can still entertain each other. And I thought that one was a good one. Like uh-huh. if like if y'all have to be in the same confined space. Basically, make sure it's somebody that y'all can be able to pass time with one another. Hey, Greta. <laughs> it's a lot of married folks that should have taken a trip with their husbands. Being confined in their home during this pandemic has been eye-opening. Yes, you have said a word. You said a word right there. Because a lot of people talked about how either their marriages pretty much came apart or their marriages improved when they got stuck to sheltering in place with one another. Now, one of the episodes we found that the statistics actually show that most people end up having better relationships after sheltering in place. Yeah. After sheltering in place because they were able to move, remove all the outside influences like work and all these other things that kept your lifestyle so busy, like kids' activities, and they actually mended, became closer during the shutdown. It's the same thing that happened with us. 
the two more two more and then we done be aware of people who want to get uh married immediately or want to be in a serious relationship right off the bat and i thought that was a really good crazy. one um because you got some people out here that are serial monogamous like they they are more uh they are more in love with the idea of being in love versus the person that's in front of them and we've kind of talked about marrying potential and not marrying reality but sometimes people uh, romanticize love and romanticize marriage and don't actually know what it takes to make a marriage work or make a relationship work it is work it is a choice to uh, reinvest in that person day in and day out because just like any investment right Things can go good, but things can go bad. Like when you invest in a stock market, your stocks may be up some days and your stocks may take some dips. It's, it constantly goes up and down. The value of whatever product or service you've invested in or company you've invested in. Marriage or relationships are the same way. The partner that you have invested in, there's going to be some highs and lows. And sometimes you feel like your money and your time ain't doing what it need to do with the other person. But you have to make a choice every single day that you're going to reinvest in that person and that you're going to try a different approach or that you're going to make things work or find reasons to stay invested, right? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But be weary of those people who immediately within two or three weeks talking about I, God told me you was my wife. How? Hi, boo. Yeah, I don't even know your feast thing. You, you don't even know me. Or yeah. for women, the biological clock is driving the factor. Yes. Mm -hmm. You we have, talked about that earlier. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, TJ, that sometimes women have a time frame, especially when they've checked all the boxes. Because we, we good for checking boxes. I've gone to college. I've gotten a career. I've traveled. I've gotten the house I want. I got the certain amount of money that I want. I got the body I want. Whatever it is, now I'm ready for a man. And, and we have like a puzzle. And this piece... We want to fit perfectly in there, right? So the piece may be shaped like a triangle, and then you go out and get a dude that's a circle, and you keep trying to fit him into this this space. This squares at your circle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So women, a lot of times we do have a biological clock that really sets the parameters for how much time we invest in a person or what we're gonna take. That don't work. And then the last one is find someone who makes you laugh. A sense of humor can help you overcome many of life's obstacles. If someone can make you smile when you don't feel like it, it's a great quality. Stop. <laughs> she laughed. I think it's very important for someone to be able to know um, what it takes <clears throat> to brighten your day. If you got a person who doesn't understand what makes you smile or what makes you light up, they haven't taken the time to do their homework to find where where your happy place is, I think that's not a person that that really can go the distance with you. They haven't found your love language. They ha they have found your love language, and are they really interested, or do you just check a box for them? You know. Yeah. So there's so much more that we could talk about. One of the things I meant to mention that I didn't mention that I think it would be a good reference is um, the movie Steve Harvey had uh, um, Steve Harvey's movie. Um, Think like a man. Um, I think a great example of setting a list that can be unrealistic and wanting to attract a mate that may not necessarily be compatible with you is Taraji uh, P. Henson's character. She's a high value woman, you know, making six figures, and she meets this guy who happens to be. Uh, um, he works valet, do valet parking. She sees him in some expensive car and automatically assumes that he's some high value guy and starts a relationship with him. Now the relationship is started on a lie, but she really is attracted to this guy's characteristics. But because of the list she has of things that she wants from a man, like how much money he makes, what kind of career he has, she basically decides not to pursue a relationship because the dude doesn't have those things that's on her list and so although we're telling you to make a list and identify you know what are your non-negotiables or things that you want for your ideal partner you what is a non-negotiable let the people know what a non-negotiable is a non-negotiable is something that 
um, you are not willing to go forward without. Meaning, if I say that a man, I'm just going to use something random. I say that the guy that I want to date has to be 6'5". If you come in at 6'4", if you come in at 6'3", you don't make the cut. 6'5 or up, right? That's a non-negotiable. Now, that's a just a very basic example, but that is really what a non-negotiable. So if I say I want to be with a man who is a man of faith, it might not necessarily mean you got to be Christian or Muslim or whatever. I want somebody who whose core values aligns with spirituality, meaning they believe in a higher being or, or a higher uh, purpose. Something spiritual that guides and directs their decisions in their life. Well, you say I want to. I can't be with anybody who has not been outside of the Birmingham city limits. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes that you know when you deal with somebody with limited exposure, you can already know what you're getting into. Yeah. Right. When they have limited exposure, that means you're about to be expo- This person is accumulation. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Accumulation. Combination. Combination. That's not the word either. But we'll ride with that. Of their surroundings. That's all they know. Combination. A combination. And sometimes people, you fall in love with this person or you start dating this person and you find out that they have very limited exposure. Yeah. Right? So all they know is this. But you're expecting them to take you somewhere else. But this is all they know. This is who they are. And stop trying to fall in love and thinking that you're going to change somebody or push them to be something they uh, they should be or falling in love with their potential. So that was one of the things that we, we read somewhere, right? TJ said, so they faithful midget doesn't get a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about, it's about um, taking the person as who they are at that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, oh no, this person has potential. To do. do they really? Do they really want to do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Or do you think, oh, I can choose, I can make this person do that? Yeah. I mean, the reality is we all have a lot of potential to do things, but what determines that potential a lot of times has to do with our effort and some other unknown variables, right? Um, And so... There you go, TJ. Accumulation. Thank accumulation. you. Accumulation. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So. My brother. Yeah, I forgot my thoughts. Totally forgot my thoughts. But we're going to wrap this up, y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Yeah, so the title was You Versus You. And I just want to leave y'all with one nugget because Tiffany has left y'all with several nuggets, right? So You Versus You, I want you to think about, I want you to write your list. Check it twice. See if you've been naughty or nice. No, I'm just kidding. But see... If you would make your own cut on yeah. your list. And then what the things that you see on your list that you don't think you would even make the cut, start making changes, right? What can you do to make your own list to be the person that you want to choose? That's my nugget for today. All right. On that note, y'all, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Until next time, live your best life. Living through your stress life. Hello. Peace.